Welcome to the Battle of New York. I'm Rich Hernandez here. Matt Nodell here. Uh, Matt, is it all right if I get started? Uh, yeah, yeah, go ahead. By the way, first off, uh, thank you for everyone who gave us feedback on the interview. Uh, we'd love some more. Matt gave us a really good insight into what's going on in the minors and how it's going to impact the pros. One of the things that, like, kind of just reflecting on it, I didn't think of, like, the stolen bases. I thought it was going to have such a big effect on it, but Matt brought up a good point. Like, if the Mets aren't having, like, Nimmo steal, they're not going to. Like, that's not – I personally, I was thinking, like, it's going to be a huge shift because it's two rules, but he's like, if base dealers are going to steal, they're going to steal. And if not, that's kind of what they – you know, they each have a job and they look at the game plan. So I thought that was interesting. And uh, just to kind of get a – perspective from like two top 10 prospects like that he's worked with was kind of cool yeah I thought it was I I really enjoyed uh he really gave great insight as to like you know using you know when he said that's not how organizations go and that's how I saw it from the inside it, it gives a better perspective of like you know we can look at numbers and like say oh well you know it's trending down but he said from the inside they're like, no, we're not doing this anymore. So, like, it was really cool to hear that. And, like, you know, you said with hearing about, like, Jordan Walker and uh, Mason, uh, Mason Wind, it's really, uh, it's really cool to hear from his perspective, like, being in awe of a baseball player as, as a, a professional baseball as player. As a professional <laughs> baseball yeah. player. It's, uh, <laughs> like, I that's, mean, we sit here and we, and we geek out about these guys. And to hear, like, a pro player that's, like, friends with, Jordan Walker and and Mason uh, Mason Wynn like the he geeks out. It's like all right, all right. At least you know our, our feelings are more justified when, when yeah. we see these guys. And Matt's a very humble guy, but uh, Matt was the best baseball player I've ever seen. Not when we were kids, but when he got to high school, it was very clear that he was going to be like he was the national like D two hitter of the year at one point. Like he he was a phenomenal baseball player. I had the pleasure of playing with him. I obviously was not as good. Uh, Pre, pre-recording, we had some fun times because on our AAU team, I had so many sprained ankles, they called me Gimpy, and I forgot about that. And also, uh, about like eight years ago, I tweeted in March, as I do every year, that the Mets were going to make the World Series, and Matt commented back, I bet my future kid that the Mets won't, and that happened to be the year they did it. And Matt even said in our pre-interview, uh, he goes, I really thought you forgot that, Rich. So uh, kind of some fun times, and we're hoping to get another guest on soon. Uh, we do know a uh, player development coach uh, for the Mets organization, which we might get on. And Matt has another uh, for the Yankees, too. So we're going to look into that. So feedback on the interviews was great. Yeah, absolutely. We really appreciate it. And uh, keep listening. If, if you haven't listened to that uh, episode, it's fantastic. It's a really short interview, too. It's like 15 minutes. Yep. Quick to the point. And uh, yeah, like Rich said, we really appreciate it. Today, we're going to be talking about the corner infield spots for both teams and uh you know, there's some definite uh, definites for the both teams, and there's definitely question marks as well. Um, and we're gonna kind of dive into that and get, you know, let us know your feedback and how, if if we're completely off base on our opinion or not. Yeah, I mean, I can get started. I mean, first base in New York is kind of locked up. Uh, the Mets are gonna extend Alonzo. It's just about when the Yankees signing Rizzo was huge. Uh, they're different players. In the sense that uh, Alonzo's improved defensively, but he's still, he's not a liability out there anymore, but he's still making strides. Like those plays where Alonzo dives in the second base, like gap area to try to get a ball, he's going to learn over time that those aren't balls that he should go for. Uh, And we all know Pete 
hates to DH, but his numbers are better there. But he's great to have at first base. He loves the home run derby. He does, dude. That's that's his World Series. I hope that he grows out of that because I love the World Series for him. But I think he got a little taste of the playoffs this year. And I think that he'll kind of transition out of it. But you know what? He, I think he should wait left before. Dude, that was, yeah, that was a little ridiculous. But if he won, it would have been kind of cool. But that was a little ridiculous <laughs> doing squats in between. But Pete, you know Pete's my guy. I love Pete. Oh, I think as a you know as an outsider looking in, I know that we've talked about it. Like Pete could be seen as like like some outside fans could be like, oh, who's this guy? I love watching him. Well, the so Matt at first didn't like Alonzo because he came off as arrogant, and I I told him, I said you have to. I compare him a lot, not player wise, but personality wise, to Nick Swisher, yeah. where everyone who was teammates with Nick Swisher has great things to say but like when I heard him in interviews I used to be like this guy sounds like an asshole like he just sounds like arrogant stupid and really he was just kind of a goofy kid playing baseball yeah which is how Pete is yeah he just you know they're just guys that love baseball and love playing the sport and Pete you can see it he goes out there he he, he won't take days off he, he Buck's won't gotta take days off. grab him to get him out of there yeah and he, Buck will even take his lottery tickets when, <laughs> when he forgets to take him out of his pocket that was outrageous I love dude I love Pete I hope Just, he at least won five bucks <laughs> you see Buck's face he was like what the hell Pete no I, I love Pete you know uh Pete has his flaws but i call them minor flaws because i just love pete for the organization and the mets lack power and he's that guy yeah and he's a gap hitter he's a fantastic gap hitter he when he hits the ball to right center field that's a beautiful swing i always think of the swing when he broke judge's rookie home run record that right center gap yeah that home run against the braves that's just his swing and you know when he's clicking he starts off going right center gap but when he's pulling the ball for home runs that's when he's confident yeah, and I really like his, his approach to hitting. He knows he's a strong guy, so you know what? He has a shorter swing, and the shorter swing works because when you're that strong, you don't need to have this long, like powerful swing to get into it. You can just have to get to the ball, and he knows that really well. Well, his and, plate discipline has gotten much better. Yeah, it has. Because he, he had a stretch where he was chasing. His yeah. chase rate went down significantly this year. Yeah, he, I think he needs to walk a little bit more. What was um, his OBP this last year? I'd have, to, I'd have to double check and look, but I'm sure it was probably... Uh, probably around Rizzo's, honestly. But my thing with Alonso is the fact that he led the league in RBIs with no protection is a great sign. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you, know, you look over uh, just to try, like transition over to the Yankees side of it just a little bit here. Um, Rizzo's a different player. I mean, obviously, established veteran player. He, yeah. he's, he's a ring. Yeah, he. I think in if you look ten years into the future. Alonzo is going to be better than Rizzo, but there's going to be a better player comparison. I think they're kind of going to be a similar type. I think they're totally different. Now, like, I just say that because Rizzo, earlier in his career, not right now, his, his average dipped last, you know, I mean, he batted two twenty four, um, but it, that doesn't tell the whole story with him. I'll go into that more in, in a minute. But what I'm going to say before you go into this, I think Rizzo came up with more talent. I think Alonzo's progression is much faster than people anticipated. Yeah, I agree. I'm just saying when, when you look back at like Rizzo's peak, um, and I'm talking about like defensively, he's a very good defender. He's very good defensively. Um, I think Alonzo's taken huge strides. I mean, obviously that. Alonzo's not as good as a defender. No, no, no. I'm saying, but he's taken the strides. I think he can be a good defender. I think that uh, from where he was to where he is now, 
I think shows that he could get to a higher level. And I think that uh, the walk rate will go up too, just because it'll get more protection. I mean, Rizzo's the perfect table setter type guy. Um, you, like for Judge batting ahead of him, he's going to get like Rizzo gets a lot of pitches because, it, it, I mean, when you have Judge in your lineup, it's going to be, it, it's different. It's interesting though how he was Judge's protection this year. And his average was so low, but his OBP was so... Well, his OBP wasn't high per se, but in comparison to his average, his OBP was high. It was over 100 points higher than his average. But that's just... It was just... He had weird stats this year. Like, I don't know how to really interpret them. OPS plus of 133. I mean, that's 33% better than the league average, so... Yeah, I know. He had a good... I mean... But it's just weird to say that someone had a good year when they batted in the 220s. I never looked at his average and thought... um, and thought, wow, that's low. I saw his average, and I knew he's a more quality hitter than what the average showed because he goes up there. He's not seeing three pitches, and he's out. Uh, he's going to get you. I mean, he it's gets good ABs. Oh, it's good ABs. I love, like, his – I mean, he crowds the plate better than anybody. It, I mean, like, it's incredible. I mean, he gets these – they're strikes, and, like, the umpire has no idea because his elbow is, like, right on the plate but he can still turn in and get that inside pitch and pull it for a home run. And I, mean, I think they're going to end up having to do a rule change with that, though. I mean, they, they might. The way the MLB is progressing. Like, remember that Michael Conforto walk-off hit-by-pitch? I almost brought that up as a joke. Because it was on Codify on Twitter. Like, yeah. I think they're going to eventually have to do something about it because there's going to be so much complaining. Yeah, I mean... But, but it would have to be in the minors three to four years. That's the absolutely, issue. and there hasn't been any talk of that yet. So it's not going to be. Fun but about. I mean, it it will get brought up because I mean, Rizzo is like the pro at it, and he's someone that I just watching him. I never, even if he was slumping a little bit, he wasn't a player that I got concerned about. Like a player I'll mention later on in this episode, when he was slumping, I always knew like, oh well, he's still going to get on base. He'll get his walks. He'll play. I mean, he. He literally told the infielders, you know, he put his arms in a, in a big circle and he said, you just throw it in this area you know, he's, and I'll get it. Yeah, I mean, he's also got the advantage of the lefty out there, too. Yeah, it's and just, I think without the shift, I think you'll see his average go up a little bit. Because, but he, you know... Is he a 250 hitter next year? I think so. I, I really do because he, he hits a lot of the short right field, you know, bloops that ended up getting caught. Um, they did a lot of shifting on him. Um, I mean, he's got a very pull-type swing. He, I just think it'll be interesting to revisit. Like, what if he bats 250, but his OBP is, like, 330 still? Like, then I I don't know. It's just, I like I said, I don't know how to interpret his batting statistics anymore because they just, there's no, like, flow to them. Yeah. There's no flow to them, but you always know that you're getting a guy in, in terms of, like, he is... Like I said, when you look at his, you don't care what his stats are. You know that you want him in your lineup every day. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's like, it's a weird feeling, honestly. Which is weird because it, there was like a point where Rizzo, everyone thought he was going to fall off. Yeah. And but, I mean, like, I mean, I, I, it's weird because, like, he didn't fall off. His average fell off, but he hit, like, 35 home runs last year. I know. What's his strikeout rate right now? I want it. It's not very high. It's, he doesn't uh, – he, his chase rate is – he does not chase pitches, which is huge. Like, I mean – It's the low inside pitch that sometimes yes. gets him. Well, I mean, that's because he crowds the plate so much. Yeah, that's a tough pitch for him, but he doesn't chase outside really, but – Yeah, uh, it, it's, it's good. Um, how, how long do the Yankees have him locked up? I want to say they just re-signed him for two to three years, which is a perfect amount of time to yeah. – 
to get him for. The money wasn't anything much. Uh, it, it, he wanted to stay Yankee, and that was pretty clear. Um, the leadership qualities that he brings uh, to the team is perfect, especially with the, a lot of young guys coming up. He's the perfect guy to have as, like, your role model as like how to how to act and how you're going to go about every day and get better and he's someone that you want around he's someone that Aaron Judge wanted around he made that very clear um and I that as soon as the Yankees re-signed Anthony Rizzo I was like oh so Judge will stay now yeah, but you, you, I think you're putting too much stake into that Judge stayed for the money that's well, that's the he, simple the money was huge I do I've I will say, but... They're not we, playing it for their friends. Like, if I got off... You know, if you get offered a job that's going to pay you millions of dollars more... I'm just saying... If, it's a factor, but it's not that... Simple. If Anthony Rizzo walked early in free agency, like, he left, like, per, like early in the offseason... Because remember, they locked him up very early. Yeah, it wasn't... It wasn't but, a reason. Judge... I mean, the judge, they literally had to have a call... Because he wanted more money, like it was, yeah. it was, it was the money. I, I'm just saying it was. It a helped that Rizzo stayed, but like he wants Judge was Judge is a businessman. He's smart. He yeah. did all that media stuff to get paid the most amount of money. Do you all right? So, but leading going into money a little bit, do you think Alonzo gets a ten plus year contract? I because the Mets seem to go for the shorter, higher AAV contracts. And my, I'm just curious as your thoughts. He's younger and. He is a, like a cornerstone type guy. So I think I've been hearing this a lot lately about Alonzo talks. I think the magic number for a peak contract is eight years, uh, because you know the first three to five he solidifies himself as not a defensive first baseman, but like he can be out there. Gets more ABs at DH if years six through eight are mostly DH on that. That's fine. He's a, I mean he's he's the perfect DH. He's a DH. Yeah, but the I, problem is he loves playing the field. And I'll have him out there. I mean, <laughs> there's, there's some guys that, I mean, like Stanton, even though he's a terrible defensive, like, I mean, he's not terrible. I shouldn't say that. But he's a below average outfielder defensively comparatively to, you know, the other options that there are. They play better sometimes when they get in the field because it's less mental. Like, you're not just waiting for that one And Pete, Pete's a baseball player. Yeah. But the problem is the stats show that he, when he DHs, he rakes. Yeah, but, and I think, but I do think his defense will get better to to the point where they want to keep him out there for de- like better defense. Yeah, I mean, I think the trajectory is kind of showing that. I mean, if we're talking about the best first baseman in New York, I mean, I think Rizzo's peak. We don't really know where Alonzo's going to be, but I mean, Alonzo led the league in RBIs. Yeah, I think he, he's Robo. the better. No, he's the yeah. better first baseman. I'll I'll say that. I'm just saying. Uh, I think Rizzo has. I think it's closer than you probably think. They, just because they of offer the, different things. Yes. But I think the yeah. thing is, like, Rizzo's hit his peak already. Like, Alonzo is nearing it. Like, you don't, like, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if Alonzo went out there this year and absolutely, I mean, he had a fantastic year last year, but I wouldn't be surprised if he... If Pete hits, like, 285, 290, that's yeah. kind of scary. Yeah, that's terrifying, because you know he's going to give you, a, like, 40 home runs. Because like, Pete also goes through these stretches where he'll hit a lot of, like, singles. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, he just, like, just moonshots one. But... Yeah, that's all for first. I mean, third base is such an interesting spot. I mean, I'll start first the Mets. Eduardo Escobar, last year had a down year, said the Mets fans would make him proud. He did in September. He actually was the National League Player of the Month in September. Uh, I wouldn't say he's a defensive specialist, but he's not bad out there. Uh, Great attitude. His work ethic's phenomenal. Everyone loves him. Uh, We obviously want to see a better year from Escobar, but going in, he's definitely going to be our third baseman. I think the Mets 
what they've said or are trending towards is Brett Beatty, people forget, was in AAA for like four days and then got called up. I think they're going to try to get him consistent reps in AAA because something will come up in the season and these guys are going to have to come up. So I think Escobar's there for now. Escobar's peak. Escobar, if you look through his career stats, it's very up and down. So I'm just interested to see like where he lands this year. Like yeah. in terms of... Because, I mean, worst comes to worst. If, if Escobar is not hitting on all cylinders and Beatty's, you know, killing it at AAA, you just bring Brady, uh, Beatty up. But I think Beatty needs AAA reps. I think he needs a little bit of time, but uh, I don't... I like Escobar, don't get me wrong. I think that he was an all-star and he was a good player before the Mets got him. I do think that it was more of like a... Uh, like a like a what's the correct term? Like a fever pitch, like a like a mirage almost. Like he had a bad year and he batted two twenty something. Yeah. With but, like twenty something home runs. But I'm saying like he was never before his all star year, he had a couple of good years, but he was never like someone that you were like, This is gonna be our, our guy. But he doesn't have to be. He's probably the worst bat in that lineup, you know what I mean? Yeah, but the point being is like if you're the Mets right now and you I mean it, we forget, you know, I mean, the, the Mets for a third baseman should be Carlos Correa, technically. Um, well, you know what? That it, ankle, you, I'm glad we avoided it. I, what I'm I saying, wanted him, I'm not absolutely. saying it's bad. I'm just saying, like, so you one day you woke up and you were like, Carlos Correa is going to be our third baseman. Well, obviously, I would want Carlos Correa over Eduardo Escobar. Like. But, like, the gap between those two is more than most teams have. I, oh, like, yeah. Well, Carlos, Carlos Correa is a superstar. No, but I'm saying if you go between all 30 teams and you say Carlos Correa or your second option, a lot of teams, like, and like you rank the second option, I think that the Mets are feeling a little bit more of like, we need Brett, Brett Beatty to be more, more ready now because we don't want to be, uh, we don't want to really be feeling the regret come June, July when Escobar is still batting 220 and Carlos Correa is probably batting 300 for Minnesota. But the thing, though, is, like, we talked about Rizzo. Like, he had the same, other than OBP, those are the same numbers. Home runs and average. Like, yeah, but OBP is huge. It he's is on base. It is huge, but I'm saying, like, Escobar's the, if he's the worst bat in that lineup, that's okay. I agree. I just. But, like, for someone just to be there until Beatty goes up, I'm fine with that. Yeah, I just think that. You don't want to rush anybody, obviously, but you also want to make sure that you're getting the best bat in the lineup possible. I don't think Beatty's going to struggle at AAA. The thing though is, like Escobar had his worst year of his career, and the Mets still won 101 games there. Like I, I'm not, but, I'm not worried about pushing him up. But you say that, and you know, we always joke. Yes, the Yankees got swept by the Astros. The Mets lost in the wild card round to the Padres. You have to improve in all facets that you can. And you're walking in with the same starting, pretty much the same starting lineup that you that, that you won 101 out, games, but lost in the wild card round. It doesn't mean anything if yeah, you but, can't get further in the playoffs. But you, there's a consistency factor. You got to be in the playoffs every year, like th- then people know you're there. Like this, yeah. this was the Mets' first time making the playoffs in six years. Obviously, was it a letdown to lose in the wild card? Yes, but if the Mets win 95 games this year again, that's a successful season. Yeah, I'm just saying, like, you can't, the argument can't be that you won 101 games because if that's the case, then, then, uh, you know, Giants fans said that all year last year. Oh, well, we won 107 games last year. Yeah, but they only won 80 this last year. That's my point. They walked into the year with the same lineup that they walked out with. Yeah, but that, that Giants, that was also a little bit of, 
uh, my Giants had being, some factors help. But that's my my point being. Yes, I agree. I think. But that, if you have, if you have Escobar though there, you know half the year, and then Beatty gets some reps and gets called up, that's not make or break. Like you're giving Beatty. I'm the not time saying it's make or break. I'm saying you want to make the upgrades when you can, and I think that Beatty is the better option. I think he needs the time, but I think they also do need him this year to be a factor. Yeah, I mean the team. Mets. They didn't change a lot on offense, but their whole pitching staff is rejuvenated. That's a whole other can of worms. Yeah. But I mean, they've got a top tier bullpen now and the starting pitching is deeper. Like if you look at their triple a roster, that's a big league roster on some teams. Yeah, no, I just crazy. Like, so, but like, obviously the Mets need a power bat to show up. Escobar hit 20 something home runs, but like the fact is if Escobar plays this year and is even this much better than last year, it's a win. I, yeah, I agree. Like I said, though, it's just, I think for, Third base for the Mets, I think you need Beatty to be a big part of that team this year. I'm not saying right away. He needs the reps. He needs to get some work in. Hey, if he goes out there and has a fantastic spring training, don't put him on AAA. Like, oh, see, I disagree. I think he needs to start in AAA. Like, I, I'm, so, I'm so sick. Some people, like, he... I don't think... If you go out there and you have a fantastic spring training, give him a shot, I feel like. But... If he has like a, a middle of the line, send him to AAA, let him get his reps. I'm just saying, I think he needs to be there this I year. I think he needs reps. Like, it's different. Like, if he bats like 350, like hits seven home, like, may, yeah. But like, I, I just think he needs reps. Like, it was clear when he came up last year, he needed some work. He just needs to be a factor at some in some capacity this year, I think, uh, for that line. But like, I think the Mets the Mets can win a, a playoff series with Escobar playing third base. I'm not saying they he's, can. He's, not, he's saying. not the factor. The factor is you have... Verlander, Scherzer, Senga pitching in a wild card series instead of, I mean, Degrom, Verlander, same thing. Scherzer, Bissett. Like that's the that's the difference. Yeah. I but like I you're said, right. The Mets didn't hit against the Padres. Yeah, and so I just think if you're looking for, I mean, because the Yankees are in a similar spot. Look, Donaldson had great defense. It doesn't a, matter because his offense was irrelevant. It was awful. He was. Talk about the ugliest. I never felt good with him coming to the plate. Every time he was up, I thought he was going to strike out. You know my thoughts on him. I'm not a huge Donaldson guy. He's an ass. And every clubhouse he goes to, like even the Braves didn't like him there. And like the Braves kind of have a culture, like we're a winning culture. You're part of this. And like as a Mets fan, it pains me to say. Look at Ozuna. He's still there. Well, but like, but they liked Ozuna better than Donaldson. That, that's my point. Like, that's like, how, like you don't. Donaldson's like, kind of a piece of shit, from what I've heard. Yeah, I, I'm not a huge. But fan. he's on your team, so like, yeah, I have to root for him because he's he's on my team. He was a great defender, so there you you know you're going to get a good glove. The problem is the bat, and I know if the he's Yankees, batting fifth, that's an issue. It, exactly, but it's kind of the same situation I was talking about with the Mets. I think that the Yankees have a lot of infield prospects. Um, I don't think. That the Yankees should trade Glaber. I've said that before. Oh, so you, uh, no, but now that I want to put the Yankee perspective, like, I want to put Volpe at third base or Peraza, one of the two. I'm just saying, give one of those young guys potentially the shot to change that lineup up to maybe give a new look going into a playoff series. You're right, though, because to, to win in the playoffs, you do have to bring some... Look at Bryce Harper. He didn't play most of the year. And then in the playoffs, they were like, oh my God. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So. Uh, I mean, you get reps for these guys going in. Maybe you give a new look. I see it going into, like, third base for the Yankees. I think that DJ being back this year will be huge. Um, We're also if, forgetting, too, the trade deadline's going to happen before the playoffs. But that's a whole other that, that, Yeah, exactly. But it, I, is, it is the truth, though. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think that uh, DJ LeMahieu should be the third baseman just purely off of uh, Donaldson literally can't hit the ball. 
Um, he was one of the worst strikeout hitters. Like he, the amount Escobar of- had a bad year, but Donaldson had a worse offensive year. Yeah, I would take Escobar over Donaldson. I would take a uh, an open bag of like frozen vegetables over Josh Donaldson. Maybe maybe the vegetables could get on base. You know, it may, honestly, probably. But I would take DJ LeMahieu there. I know his arm strength isn't great, but he's a sure glove. He won. I want to say he won the Gold Glove for Utility Player last year, um, and his bat is significantly better as if he can stay healthy. And I think that he would be a good person to have there until, say, an Anthony Volpe is ready to come up and potentially play a little third base. I, I know they talked about moving him to second base. I still like Torres there. Maybe you put him at third base, try it out. Again, I'm talking about just getting different looks at the position, something different that maybe the Astros didn't see last year because it's the same. Both teams had the, you know, had great years last year. Well, both ended, teams, the and, Mets Achilles heel. I don't want to call the Braves the Achilles heel. They're, they're, the Braves are in a dominant stretch, but like the, the Mets lost the season series to the Braves 10 to nine. That's pretty close. Like, like the Mets, did they win when it mattered? No most, but the Mets, I told you this after every series with the Padres, that's not a team I want to see because we just don't match up well against them. Yeah. We've lost all three series. We played them 2-1. But they're for some reason, the Mets just don't match up well with them. Uh, like, there are other teams who I think we match up better with. But the Padres kind of figured out the Mets last year. And uh, I'm just hoping... You know my thoughts. I think the Padres are going to beat the Dodgers this year in the division. I really do. I know the Dodgers are a regular season team. But this Padres lineup... And I think the Dodgers are saving just their... They're going to go all in on Otani. I think they had a quiet offseason for that reason. And I think the Dodgers, like, they've won what? Their last two regular seasons, 107, 111 wins. If they win, like, 95, it will be looked at as a bad year. But they'll also still be, like, really good. Because it's the Dodger way. I mean, Cohen talked about it in his recent interview. The Mets want to be where the Dodgers are at, where the Dodgers have made the playoffs 10 straight years. They've won one championship. But they're known as the Dodgers now. Like, you're still afraid of them. Like, you don't want to play them. Because there's still that chance they can win it. Like, you want to be consistent. Yeah, you want to be there. And, like, I mean... The, like Mets, it, the Mets are trying to start that. Like it or not, the Yankees have been there. And yeah. they're there every year. I mean, we just... It, you know, you talk about the but Braves. But you gotta, you got to make at least one World Series. Like, that's yeah, the difference. Absolutely. The, the Yankees have not made a World Series since 2009. And until they make a World Series, no matter who they beat, they're not going to be looked at in the same tier as the Dodgers, the Braves... I think the Astros. Those are the three right yeah, now. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Are, they're seen as that. The Mets are not there yet. They still need to make... The Mets in 2015, you know I love that team, but I think that the 06 Mets were better than that team. I think this year's Mets team was better than that team, but it's like you said, Daniel Murphy got hot at the right time. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... That, every, that's everything what matters. matters. It is what matters. That's why I... If the Mets can figure out a way to... I told you this. If the Mets win 95 games... And they're a wild card, but Verlander and Scherzer take the time they need to get healthy, and we come into the playoffs fully locked and loaded, ready to go. I'd much rather have that than a 103-win team who's burnt out from the regular season. Because you saw the buys did not treat teams well this year. No, it didn't. Except the Astros, but the Astros are playing at another level of baseball that we have not seen in a long time. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're, they're the, uh, the, the standard. They're the standard. But staying more on top, you know, just... I know, I'm off topic. Sorry, guys. No, I mean, <laughs> hey, you know, this is, that's how we roll. You know, we just, we go off, we, we love baseball, all facets of it. I know. Um, too excited for the season. Yeah, hey, tomorrow, you know, tomorrow, big day. Pitchers, catchers report. We're recording on uh, February 13th. So, 
Um, pitchers yeah. catchers report tomorrow. Big you day. You see uh, Omar Nevarez and uh, Francisco Alvarez are like locked and loaded next to each other. I love it. Yeah, I mean, it's the way. I mean, we talked about that. I said they, you know, that's what they want to do. It's smart. Um, yeah. But I think that the young guys have to play a role for both New York teams this year. I think that it, it'll be uh, at, at their base. I think it'll be important. I think they will. Um, I think they'll get their their looks because I think both teams are not desperate for it, but um, eager. I think the right, I think I think the right phrase is they're, they're itching for it. Yes. They're itching for it, but they don't want to force it. And that's like the whole thing, though. Like, I, I just – I actually think uh, – I think Vientos might be the guy. If, if one of the three, Beatty, Alvarez, or Vientos is going to call up, I think it's Vientos because – Pete's the only first baseman really on the roster. I'm sure they'll have him take reps at first, uh, just in case Pete needs a day. But it's just like it's the spot thing for for that because he's not the best player of the three. But I want them to get comfortable. Yeah, absolutely. But I, I get what you're saying. You know, it it is true. Like those young guys. Look at Alex Bohm. He struggled mightily at first, but in the playoffs, he was good. Yeah, he was he was a solid player. Uh, you just look around the league. I mean, it's it, it is an important position. Um, it's something to think about. It's something to just watch throughout the year because I think it'll be a uh, ever changing uh, topic and a, a, a very hot topic throughout the year for both teams. Well, you know, if if like last year, the whole thing with Alvarez, he yeah. just killed pitching in Double A, and James McCann was a nightmare. Like the Mets were, and then they randomly called him up against Atlanta, which I still don't really understand. But I mean, there's like that whole. It's gonna come up. Yeah, People it'll get hurt. Up. It's going to come up. And I'm sure we'll talk about it when that time comes. But uh, yeah, so what, what are the plans, Matt, coming up? Plans? Well, hey, man, next week at this time, we'll be, we'll be sitting at, well, not sitting outside now, but we'll be, <laughs> uh, we'll be just getting back in from, uh, from tanning and going, uh, going out, getting some good seafood, a little Florida, oh, yeah, getting ready for some spring training action. I know. I'm pumped. Uh, yeah, Matt and I leave for Florida Monday. Uh, Leave in the comments. I know uh, one comment talked about maybe kind of diving into that catcher situation a little more for the Mets. Uh, I love that idea. Kind of see the dynamics of Navarez, Nito, and Alvarez at spring training. I think that's something that we should really look into, uh, the dynamics between those three. I'm but, excited to see like how spring training looks because we'll be there. So Yeah, I mean, Matt, what spots do we plan on going to? Because uh, we're not just going to the Mets. Uh, we're going to try, we're going to kind of see, uh, because I've gotten some feedback lately that we, there's some people, uh, cause where we live, it's Massachusetts. Uh, there's a lot of other baseball fans, not just Red Sox fans, but they want to see more just overall baseball, which I think is fine because we're a Mets Yankees podcast, uh, New York baseball. But at the same time, we want to, we love baseball. We want to talk about it in all, uh, different capacities. So what other facilities are we going to try to check out? Well, I mean, we, I mean, we went and watched the Palm Beach Cardinals, uh, and they have their that facility is actually the Cardinals and Marlins, and it's a fantastic. I've been there personally; it's so easy to walk around. So uh, definitely try to go there. It's in Jupiter, Florida. Um, if you guys, if if anyone's been there, let us know. It's uh, you know because. And if you're down there, find us. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Love to talk some baseball. And uh, also, uh, the Astros facility is down there, uh, right in West Palm Beach. So I'd love to talk to Jeremy Pena. I yeah. probably won't get within 20 feet of him, but... Yeah, I mean, um, so they're there, and the Nationals, which uh, I don't... Oh, I'd love to see Dom Smith. Trevor Williams? Yeah, but, like... Don't I'm not... count out the Nationals. 
Uh, okay. Um, but yeah, and then, uh, and then the Mets. So uh, th- those are the, uh, the ones that are really right there. And I think that we'll, we'll try to... The ones that are, that are in the same facility, it's easy. You can just walk between I'll them. talk to someone because there's a Marlins pitcher who we could maybe chat with. Yeah, that'd be My great. cousin who went to college with us, his uh, buddy pitches for their AAA system right now. That'd be really cool. Yeah. Maybe, maybe I can talk to him. Uh, and also, yeah, we're just going to try to interact because we know there's going to be a lot of other people down there. We're just kind of going down there for the experience. We want to just interact with our baseball fans. Matt and I are calling it a business trip. It's obviously not. <laughs> but uh, like, we just want to really just embrace it, enjoy some baseball. I'm going to fangirl. Yeah. I'm going to fangirl hard. It's kind of interesting. Like, who's, who's a bigger fangirl, me or you? I think it depends on the player. I think it depends. I don't I mean, even think it's the team. I think it's the specific player. I think... Like, you fangirl for Drew Smith. I do. You I, love Drew Smith. I love... I, I, I have nothing that. against it, but, like, you have, like, a weird love for him. Yeah, I do, because I relate, because I love racing, and he loves racing, and, uh, and I think he's just, You like, should try to talk to him again. I might, honestly. But you I think, should chat up. In terms of being a bigger fangirl, I, I... See, like, I'm crazy for baseball in general. I'll watch any baseball, like, that I possibly can. I watched the Dominican Winter League. I watched the Caribbean series. I, even though I could not understand a word of like any broadcast, I was tuned in. It's hard when you're learning Spanish because like you really have to practice on a smaller scale because like where I am at now, I could understand it, but it, it's, it's, you know, it's a faster pace. Like now I can understand Spanish because yeah. I practice it and, you know, I like work with the language more. Yeah. But it's definitely uh like, but like you for your team, I think I don't know. It's pretty close. I'd say that we're pretty even, honestly. I think it depends on the player. Yeah. Like if I saw Dom Smith, I would fangirl. Would Would you like high I'd be pitch a shriek? Would you high pitch shriek? Like I might do that. Like I might lose the ability to speak. Well, my dad taught me something really good about when meeting pro athletes because he always said uh, when you see a pro- and he actually did this. I told you about this when we went to the Mets and Tim Tuffle was there the nineteen eighty six Mets. And my dad just shook his hand. He's like, you know, Tim, how are you? How's the family? These guys, their life is baseball, but I mean, they're human beings. If you ask them how their family is, like you make that personal connection. He, he was talking to us for like 15 minutes, his kids, his grandkids, how he's getting them in the ball. Like it's more human interaction because baseball brings us all together. You'll be surprised. Uh, I, I, I had the privilege to go to Cardinals spring training, uh, you know, when I was younger You'll be surprised, Rich, when even just sitting there watching practices, there are major league players like former just sitting watching. Like my dad was sitting there, just this random older gentleman right next to him. And they, was it? they got chatting. Um, I can't remember the, the gentleman's name. He pitched, uh, I want to say, in the 50s. And he pulled out he, uh, out of his wallet a little gold card because he pitched 20 years in the majors. And he can go to any game other than other than the World Series, any game he wants. He just has to show the card and he can get in. And my dad just had like this long conversation with him. You just never know who you're going to see there. I, I met Andre Dawson at the Marlins. Interesting. Spring training camp. I, I like at the time I didn't really know who he was, and then I looked him up after, and I was like, you know, I was <laughs> I, I was like you know 13 at the time. Yeah, that's tough. Yeah. I was like, holy crap! I mean, just. The people there, you'll be, you'll be. Well, if it's Cardinals, we should reach out to some people. Maybe we can, yeah, chat to those two guys. I know what you you. You got it. You got it. Yeah, we're on the same wavelength right now. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, thanks for listening. Uh, Let us know your thoughts. Uh, And once again, any spring training uh, comments for pitchers and catchers that you want us to focus on down there, let us know. And uh, we're out of here.
Out of here. Peace.